So hello and welcome to the 41st episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Killius, and with me as always is Aaron Richardson. Aaron, hey, Linus. How are you? Pretty good, Aaron. How's it going? It's been a while since we've done this. Yes, it's been uh, probably about a month at least. Yeah, we've taken a little bit of a summer vacation, I guess. We'll call mm-hmm. it that anyways, but we're back and raring to go, and we've got a little bit to talk about today. Um, we're going to be talking about multiple representation and how things have changed in the past, you know, evolved over the past year, especially in Ontario with a bit of bad press that multiple representation has garnered over the past year or so. Yeah. Um, but before that, maybe I should introduce you a little bit because Aaron is a broker and general manager of Citroën Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing technology and customer service. And I'm the head of business development of the real estate marketing company, Homania. So speaking of multiple representation, Multiple representation in provinces that still allow multiple representation is being examined with a fine-tooth comb. There's been a lot of negative press regarding sales representatives improperly respecting the boundaries between customers and clients in these scenarios. Changes to the rules restricting multiple representation are pretty much inevitable at this point, and in Ontario specifically, they're close to becoming a reality. So on today's show, we're going to discuss the nature of multiple representation (laughs) That's such a mouthful of a word to say, and how the rules regarding it are about to change. Now, in the back half of the show, we've got a tip of the week, which is a new segment we're going to start doing. And on the tip of the week, we're going to be talking about how Century 21 awards have recently been presented and how to take advantage of online office and how to present your awards to your sphere of influence in the most optimal way. So, Aaron, multiple representation. It is something that is straight out something you can't do in many provinces, but Ontario, it's been allowed for, you know, pretty much as long as, as real estate agents have been around. Yes. However, what's been going on recently and why are things about to change? Well, um, I guess there was a media story um, about, I don't even know, it was about six or eight months ago um, that came out and they did a little sort of 2020 and uh, um, uncovered some agents that were, uh, I guess, taking advantage of, situations to maybe uh, better a double ending situation. And I guess uh, it came to light that uh, this could be happening more readily than we would have thought was happening in the industry. And, and when you double end a deal, of course, you're, you're getting more commission. And, uh, and if you're um, getting a buyer to come through you as the listing agent, uh, that could be, you know, monetarily good for you. And you'd hope is good for your client is, is what's the most important thing. But I think that that's the concern. Is it, is it the best interest of the seller to, to have that offer accepted? Yeah, that undercover footage definitely brought some things to light. And I'd like to think that most agents are properly respecting the boundaries between both sides of the multiple representation. However, some agents that were caught on video, and obviously the press got a hold of this since it was an undercover, kind of almost like sting operation, about yeah. um, how they were trying to manipulate both sides of the deal for their best interests and potentially you know, ignoring the best interests of their customer or and client as well. Mm-hmm. So what exactly is going to be changing in Ontario? now that we've talked about what the situation is. The government wanted to really uh, get a task force together, get some information, I guess, from all the different uh, associations and realtors and public and everything and, and come up with a uh, clear solution. And I don't know if it's a solution, but a better better guidelines and better um, uh, you know systems in place in order to deal with this, to try to minimize it and trying to make sure that the customer is protected. Yeah, so 
what what specifically are they looking at too? Because they've got some ideas in place of the the rules they're going to implement. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a bit about those? Yeah, I mean, I from a government standpoint, a RICO standpoint, a Real Estate Council of Ontario standpoint, they uh, they haven't really I, I haven't seen anything released in terms of what they're considering. However, uh, our association, Ontario Real Estate Association, has uh, put together a task force as well and come up with some some suggestions of what some things are being done in other provinces and other ways to protect the consumer. Um, which include uh, different types of representation and and uh, just higher penalties and and you know and uh, looking at the you know I guess giving their opinion on uh, what what could happen or what could be put forth. So if you're in a multiple representation scenario right now in Ontario or other provinces, what's what things should you be doing to make sure you're covering yourself from getting into trouble or just you know ethically uh, maintaining those boundaries that you should be maintaining? As a as a realtor, yeah, as a realtor, yeah. Well, big. I mean, the biggest thing as a realtor is, and and this is, I think, the biggest issue is is if you're gonna take advantage of the system to try and I uh, double end a deal or whatnot. I don't think anything is gonna be. We're gonna be able to put anything in place that's any different that's gonna stop this from happening. If somebody wants to take advantage of a system. People can take advantage of the system. Um, so there are things that uh, I would, you know, definitely be uh, inclined to suggest. But uh, um, in terms of what we can do as realtors is disclosure, disclosure. Make sure everybody is comfortable with the situation and explain the situation to both the seller and the buyer so they understand what they're going uh, into. Um, if you're a diligent real estate agent with uh, with the knowledge and expertise in order to do this, um, then nothing's ever going to, you know, go wrong. It's a, it's a very straightforward process and you're doing the best for your client and you're making sure that uh, anybody you're dealing with understands their representation and and what their, um, I guess, um, liability is and and who's negotiating for who. So as long as you're doing that, uh, there won't be any problems. And and typically there isn't. I think it's a very positive um, process for 98% of the transactions that we have. And and we have statistics that we, we as a brokerage, we as a uh, as a brand and as, a, as an industry have to show these um, customer statistics that everybody is very, very happy with the service they get 98% of the time. There are the, you know, the few bad apples and we have to look at that, those situations. But, uh, you yeah, know, in general, uh, I just think it's if somebody's looking to take advantage of something as of any industry, uh, they can do it. I mean, are there any specific ways that you think that things are going to go in terms of rules and restrictions regarding multiple representation? I think we talked off camera of a couple sure. ideas yeah. that you yeah. were talking about. Well, and, and Aria uh, put forth uh, two uh, suggestions. Um, one is called transactional representation, um, and that uh, currently is being done in Nova Scotia and Alberta. Um, and then there is designated representation, which is being done in BC, Manitoba, Alberta, and Nova Scotia. So um, I guess... You know the way that they've uh, put forth it to us is, uh, is you know the difference I guess and I'll, I'll go into the differences between the two. First of all, designated representation is what we already practice within our brokerage and many of the top brokerages in in uh, Ontario do this. And that is if if something uh, if you're in a multiple offer scenario or you have um, I'm going to give an example. Somebody comes through an open house and you're you're uh, hosting the open house as the listing agent and they want to put an offer in on your property. Um, you they they have options and you are going to give them options. Um, current system is that you could actually go into multiple representation, which means you're representing as a um, as a brokerage both sides uh, equally. 
Okay, um, and in that case, you you have to stand back and let them sort of uh, decide and negotiate on their own behalf. Um, and but it's fully disclosed that you're represent representing both equally. Um, with designated representation, which we do in our brokerage, is we designate another agent within our brokerage to do the negotiations on behalf of one side. Okay, and uh, that will make sure that you know an arm's length negotiation is happening. Um, with transactional representation, which uh, has been brought up, um, the consumer now has a choice to still deal with that one individual because maybe they had a great experience and they want me, Aaron Richardson, to look after them as well. Then they can actually be just dealt with on a transactional basis. So no negotiating, no playing sides or favorites or, or getting involved in the uh, negotiation. Um, so essentially, both of them are being acted as customers. So you're not going to be, um, from a legal standpoint, a client on both ends. So that's transactional. Um, these are things that are being put forth by ARIA and, uh, and you know, haven't been put in place, but uh, there are different, different options out there. Which way would you like to see it go? You have the option of the two. Ooh. You know, I, I actually, you know, whatever is decided, I, I think it comes down to what I said before. It doesn't really matter, to be honest with you. In the end, um, we just want to put uh, you know, two minds together, come up with a negotiation, and, and there's their solution. As long as it's being, um, you know, fully disclosed as who's representing who and who's negotiating on behalf of the other person, I think it's fine. You know, I, either, either way is fine. I actually think the, the system that we have now is fine, as long as everybody is being playing fair. It's, you know, we're not trying to take advantage of the situation. Um, but even with the suggestions that they're um, put forth, for example, with transactional representation or even designated representation, what stops me as a, as a real estate agent from saying, yeah, my buddy who's also a real estate agent with our brokerage is going to represent one side. And, uh, and of course, you know, all you have to, you know, I'm going to pay my do a buddy $500. To, uh, at the at the brokerage to put through th through this transaction and represent the other side, but I still double end the deal and I still leak uh, information which I shouldn't do to one side or the other. Or um, you know I can still act unethically. That's anything when we're dealing with people in general. You can you can be unethical. So choose your real estate agent. Uh, <laughs> um, you know properly and uh, and decide how you want to conduct your business. Yeah, no ma like you said, no matter what, there's always going to be loopholes or ways of getting around things if someone is their intention is to act unethically. I guess this is in place to um, placate the public, but also make sure that the, it's a little bit harder, I guess, to to take advantage of the situation and make sure that everything's a little bit more clear to the public as well as to what's going on. Is that yeah. a fair assessment? It is. It is. And uh, um, in our industry, as of any industry, it's a service industry. And uh, um, we want to provide the most professional service and the most knowledgeable service. Uh, but there's different levels of that. And uh, consumers are important. It's important for consumers to decide how they want to conduct their business. And, and if they're doing it with a professional that has all the knowledge, you'll never run into these problems. If you deal with the shady, shady people out there that are looking to take advantage of it, then they're looking to take advantage of it. Uh, we hope to um, you know, bring in higher penalties and, and more investigations uh, from, an, uh, from a RICO standpoint. That's what my biggest suggestion to RICO, um, I think, would be less in, involved in terms of how we conduct our business is to make sure that uh, the people that are not conducting it in the most professional manner are identified and dealt with effectively. 
And it's always unfortunate, too, because I feel like the press and the public in general can latch on to the, the stories that are the negative ones. And it may be like, you know, one in a hundred or one in a thousand realtors that, that are doing something nefarious. But then that's the one that everything latches on to and gets a lot of like noise made about it. And unfortunately, yeah. and unfortunately, that's the way things, you know, can tend to work out with just the way that the media and everything works. And like I said, I mean, if, if we we have uh, a program called Real Satisfied, and it uh, gives us feedback and testimonials on on everything that, and we we have that across Canada now with Century Twenty One, and and that's going to allow you know better feedback to us as agents as how we can conduct ourselves better. Um, but uh, I mean, the feedback we've gotten at our brokerage, and we've been doing this for thirty years, actually asking for feedback, it's like a ninety eight, ninety nine percent you know satisfaction uh, service. So we know we're providing the great service we know that we're doing things ethically um unfortunately you just get a few bad apples yeah and you mentioned real satisfied and agent reviews and i think over the next few years those are going to become pretty popular they're already popular in the states um where to the point where you're going to be able to look up any real estate agent and see what the reviews are and what they're like i mean obviously people can doctor the reviews and everything too but you know you can see the bad reviews amongst the good ones and you can definitely pick out your realtors a little bit easier that well, way and, and you can't accountability yeah. as well. You had mentioned the doctoring. I mean, as long as you're using a review system that isn't doctored, and that's yeah. why we use Real Satisfied is you can't. I mean, it, it is a good system that is only per transaction. We we monitor the transactions to make sure that the reviews are generic review or sorry, are um, uh, real reviews. So, um, but you, like you said, you can get onto Google and uh, get somebody to Put whatever they want and yes you can doctor those ones um so it is it's going to get it's going to be interesting to see how the review uh, system going forward as as they come out um uh, you know gets up the gets the uptake so yeah, it reminds me when i go onto google and look at restaurant reviews or on or on any of the yeah. the popular review sites and you see like the one review that's in a glowing review you're like hmm I have a funny feeling that's probably the owner of the restaurant or whatever putting that in there. Whereas if so, if there's like hundreds of reviews and you know the, they're generally pretty positive, you can tell that there's a good trend there. And I think agent reviews in general, like you said, as long as they're they're unmoderated, too, will will hold agents accountable for it and making sure that 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 they have to keep a a good public image online as well mm -hmm. as just amongst their kind of like peers and stuff as well. Sure. So. We've got a tip of the week as well. We kind of touched on it very briefly in the introduction there. So, Aaron, Century 21 awards have recently been released. What awards are out and where can you find which awards you won? Because it sounds like a lot of people probably don't even know they yeah, won. Yeah, no, it's important for people to know. Um, yeah, you'd be seeming, be, we have been seeing some posts uh, come out for uh, the awards, and uh, uh, we as a company are going to be uh, sending out our congratulatories in, in, in a few days. So um, what's come out from Century 21 is the Pace Setter Awards, and uh, those are uh, the Gold Award and the Platinum Award. And what it is is how far have you gotten this year, and uh, what are you on pace for uh, for the end of the year. So uh, the Master Silver is a, is a great award at the end of the year for top producing uh, agents. And um, that's your gold pace setter. And then you've got your platinum pace setter, which means you're on uh, uh, pace to hit your Centurion level, which is a top, top producer. I mean, they're, they're, uh, so if you've got a if you've got a platinum award, congratulations. You got a gold award, congratulations. And uh, and of course, uh, you know, certificates are coming in, and we're gonna get those out to the agents. But the question, I guess, is is what do you do with these awards, and how can you best maximize uh, you know the award that you got to let the consumer know you know what great service you're providing? Yeah. So 
you can check this out on off, online office then to figure out what awards you won if yes. you did miss, I guess, the notifications yes. that you got these awards. Yeah. So if you uh, want to go into online office, you go into the resource center uh, under um, awards and recognition, and uh, they have the section there for um, what the criteria is, which is always good to know, but also uh, the current awards and uh, Paysetter will be in there. Um, so you can see how you've done. They've also uh, ranked, um, you know, top 21, um, top 21 companies, top 21 agents, top 75 world awards, global awards, all that kind of stuff. So um, sift through those. And if you have any questions, of course, you can contact your office, uh, of course, to find out uh, where you sit. Um, yeah. So let's say you pop in online office and you say, hey, mm -hmm. I've actually got a couple of awards in there. What's the best way to take advantage of that without boasting too much? Yeah. And I mean, that's the key. I see it all the time on Facebook because uh, I have a lot of real estate agents on my on my Facebook site um, that, you know, they post their own award, which is nothing wrong with posting an award you got um, and just saying how great you are. And then that's, I think, is effective. But, you know, if you boast a little too much, people say, you know, that's great. You know, way to go, Aaron. Um, <laughs> I, you know, let's talk a little more about yourself. But um I think it's really as a just a tip uh, um, would be to have your office uh, post on your behalf. Even if you, you know, do up your award to you know show what you got, maybe do a nice graphic or whatnot, and ask your uh, your office to post on your behalf uh, to put it on your site uh, and congratulate you, and then you can thank maybe all your your customers or your your clients that you had this year for for helping you get there. And that's a little more modest, and I think people take that a uh, little more to heart. Oh, for sure. It always looks better coming from somebody else. Just make sure it's not your mom or dad too, right? Oh, you know, I always like to get my mom in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we close off the show, Aaron? Um, I think this is the first uh, time we've gone live on Facebook. So hi to everybody who's watching on Facebook. And uh, I'd like to do a little more of this live Facebook stuff. It's quite fun. Yeah, we're testing it out right now. Uh, for those that are listening just to the audio post it being live, we're going to try and do this regularly on Facebook Live. We haven't set a time yet, but we're going to have a regular time slot, hopefully, that we're going to be doing this. Uh, so keep posted for that. Anyways, thanks for again watching it. If you've been watching it live, everyone, thanks for listening. If you like the show, you can always subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast line, online for the audio version. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites because it actually really helps quite a bit. So you can watch this and past shows, actually, at spotlight.century21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can always email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A.com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that helps sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. Find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Aaron, thanks again for hosting. Thanks, Yes. Everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.